2: pitch. Round ball bound. A big hop to third. Raffy has it. Steps on third. Fires to first. Double play. Ball game over. The Red Sox win it 6-1. The Red Sox make it 10 wins in their last 12 games as they score early and get strong pitching from Nick Pavetta. Home runs from J.D. Martinez and Raffy Devers and roll over the A's. They're 4-0 against Oakland this year. Red Sox 6, Athletics 1.
3: Red Sox review. How are you? It's KJ and run quick. C. the Red Sox are right now the story to be. Forget the Yankees and their whole smash mouth thing. I have a theory of where that will eventually lead and it will be an ultimate heartbreak of heartbreaks on some Stuff that I looked at today. Sox win 6-1 over Oakland. And this is what I've said about the Red Sox when I chastised them when they lost three out of five to Baltimore about a week and a half ago. You have to beat up on the really bad teams when you get them because when the really good teams come to town, at least you have some type of cushion to work with. I give Alex Cora a whole lot of credit because he easily could be Joe Madden right now. Think about some of the screams after about 30 games of what to do with Alex Cora. He's lost the dugout. Shaved the beard. But no, it's like Joe Madden took the fall for Alex Cora just in time for the Red Sox to be where they are right now. And it's actually kind of fun to see. Look, Sometimes when things look bad and I turn out being wrong in those predictions, I don't feel bad about being wrong about those. I feel bad when I'm right about those. So with the Sox turning things around and the AL absolutely horrible, the Red Sox could walk into something that's – some people say, well, I saw it coming or give it time, but no one saw the American League being this bad, and they probably should send a thank you card to the Angels because the Angels were on a roll. And the Angels represented the team that would prevent, most likely, Boston from getting into a wild card. You did not see them falling apart the way they did. But then again, it's the Angels. They tend not to show up towards the end of the year. So tonight, Nick Pavetta was amazing. Um, Pretty much could have gone the whole way, over 100 pitches, right at 100 pitches, got pulled. After the home run, I get it. Had a bit of a shaky third and a shaky fourth, but this is what's so important And why I think Cora has really, really said, you know what, starters, it's all on you because we clearly see sometimes the clown show of the bullpen is when it starts getting rough in the third and the fourth, and this is what we've seen in the past. And once you start getting around 50 pitches and it starts looking weird, you know, if it isn't for the ground ball double play in the third and the strikeout in the fourth for Pavetta, it could have gone off the rails. But again, it's Oakland. You're really talking about a team that doesn't even invest in itself. I, I, you know, look. I know as fans, we're kind of like, you know, spend money, do something with the team. Like Oakland does absolutely nothing with their team, and therefore the Sox win against them again, six-one tomorrow, seven ten here on WEEI once again. The um, uh, pit first pitch. Now look, the Sox have to take advantage of what's coming down the road through July. Right, St. Louis is coming to town. First place in the NL Central. They'll be the next team in town after Oakland leaves. Then you got Detroit. And then you hit on the road to Cleveland, Toronto, and then Chicago. And then starts what I call the hottest July of all time. I, I've I've never seen anything like like with lined up in July. So this is why it's imperative for the Red Sox to continue to do the damage they've been doing. They're ten and two in the month of June. Uh, almost kind of erasing all of the bad ill will, you know. Say when they were ten and nineteen, that's almost twenty games ago. And so now you're saying, look, this is a team that is is managing itself while it's still trying to figure some things out. Chris Sale, which I kind of feel for the guy, right? Because he comes out has some positive things to say. He's very honest, vulnerable, as we say in this industry about what's going on. But it still doesn't change the fact he gets thirty million and obviously his his help will be his, it will be very welcome but if you think that Chris Sale is coming back with anything above 94 miles an hour i i just i don't see it you know maybe there's another pitch maybe there's a splitter you know to go with that you know to go with that nasty hook that he has on that slider but in terms of like the high velocity Chris Sale i don't know if that's going to come back and i don't think it would be I don't even think it would be intelligent to expect a, a big arm to come back. But as of now, things are holding together, even what you got some key guys on the DL for the starters. You know, Pavetta just is starting to stand up, and, and the things are starting to slow down for him. 617, 779, 7937. Text line 37937. Now that the Sox got some momentum going, do you think they'll be able to carry this momentum into what's going to be a brutal July with Toronto? And Tampa and New York virtually back to back for three weeks. Um, I think the bats are going to be there. I- I'm a bit concerned with the arms. All right. It's KJ late night here. Red Sox post game uh, just finishing up. We're waiting to hear from Alex Core. We'll go to him as soon as he hits the presser. Uh, but uh, again, you know, what this team has been doing piece by piece, uh, bit by bit, is impressive. It- it's just, it's impressive because there's nothing beyond what they already had, you yeah. know. Rafi's doing Rafi, Xander's being Xander. Even there's now room for Trevor's story to go through his growing pains, right? So if you go back to the beginning of the season and all the, the conversation about like him in course Field, I kind of broke it down a little in a simpler complex, right? Like, hey, look, the mountain air is thinner and it's going to be a little more humid <laughs> at sea level, right? <laughs> Welcome to Boston. Have you seen the pollen? But I think that if... Trevor's story could start to turn it around by July 4th, July 15th. Then now you've got an additional bat in there that hasn't been producing, but you're going to need it to produce in the month of July. All right, it's KJ here, Red Sox Review. Uh, Let's go to our friend Wally in Fall River. He likes what the Sox are doing now, uh, but still thinks more should be done. Wally, thanks for the call. You're on WEEI.
0: Yeah, what's up, kid? A Beautiful night for a ball game. You had Eck in a booth with, with Cowboy Malop. Yeah, but, uh, that was hilarious. The Sox, <laughs> yeah, they're, they're uh, very entertaining. You know, we're lucky with our play-by-play and color analysts. We've got good ones. Uh, they just tell it as it is. But As far as the Red Sox, uh, they almost went 91 on this trip. But uh, to me, sale and Paxton, I'm not dependent on now. I'm a realist. Yeah. I mean, I'm not dependent. It's up to Bloom. He was in the stands watching this game. There's teams that are already out of it, KJ. You can get something. I mean, yep. this kid from Cincinnati was a Castillo came in here. You could probably get him cheap, but if I'm Bloom, I'm now waiting. They're playing good now. You're getting help from the bottom of the order. Yeah. Everything seems to be clicking in their way. But uh, if I'm Bloom, I wouldn't wait, be waiting. I'd be making a few phone calls to try and get a reliever and uh, maybe another starter.
3: Yeah, I totally agree. Wally, thanks for the call, man. I, I, I think Hein kind of learned his lesson. I, well, we'll see, right? Where, you know, when the team was outperforming themselves last year and we're in first, and at this point, last year still in first, but, you know, uh, the sky was starting to fall a little bit come July, right? Uh, that, hey, maybe I need to be a little more proactive. Then instead of reactive, because I again I thought last year was all about like, well, let's see, you know, let's just throw spaghetti up against the fridge, see if it sticks. Uh, uh, Ethan, how are you tonight? Do you you understand that reference right there? Throwing spaghetti up against the, the refrigerator. Ethan does not understand that. No, I do, I
2: do, I do, you, I do. I do. You, you, I've done you that get before.
3: That. You've done that before, right? That's that's what like when you're dating and you're like told like, hey, if you want to make your girlfriend good spaghetti, throw a couple up against the, the against the refrigerator, see if it sticks. So that way, it's a good. Though I like mine a little al dente, but I'm an al dente
0: person too, but that's yeah, me too, right? It would fall, there
3: would be a little crunch to it, but you know, hey, that's once we're well into the relationship. But I think Heim Bloom last year kind of went al dente with it, like you know what, I'm gonna throw something if it falls. So, what if it happens? It happens now, something has to stick, and you know what it is, right? Last year it was about getting a bat, and I could give you a theory that hey, look. If Bobby but Dahlbe- what I saw from Dobby, Bobby Dahlback over the last few games, even just hitting the ball hard, it's not always about getting hits, driving in runs, it's about making solid contact with the ball, and that's happening earlier than it has in previous years. So if if Bobby Dahlback could start to creep into the 220, 235 range by the end of July, then that means you have a hot Bobby Dahlback, and this is usually during the time of the year where he picks up because he was like, player of the month last year in August. So if, if Bobby Dahlbeck is starting to, to, to sprout now, because I, I think with him and Franchi is still going through his growing pains, but Bobby specifically, I think maybe there's a part of him that's figured it out where, hey, there's a way to not look foolish and be at the plate than to be uh, confident in knowing that he even solid contact on an out is a positive sign. All right, it's KJ, Red Sox review going on right now. We'll take more of your calls on your thoughts on this incredible run with the Red Sox are on. 617-779-7937, the text line 37937.
4: Let's go to Alex Cora. He's ready to talk. He's pitching regular rest. He's pitching on Sunday, um, so we got to be careful. But He he was good today. Fastball was really good. The speed stuff, uh, it was okay, but uh, 95 from the get-go, in control. I know he didn't like the bats against uh, Voigt, but, you know, the walks, especially the walks, but um, gave us what we needed. We were pretty banged up bullpen-wise, and to go eight to ne- today was really good for us. How what's to take of the next step in terms of regularly fighting um, I-, I do believe his fastball is better than what people think. I know a lot of people have been talking about the breaking ball. He he, he talks about his breaking ball, but fastball command, you know, it has been really good. The extension, the carry at ninety-five or ninety-one, it doesn't matter. You know, he they miss hit balls, they chase, they take pitches outside, and um, you know, he struggled, he was struggling and we kept searching and he kept working and and this is Really good. I know confidence-wise, last year towards the end, it was there. There was some lack of confidence early on in the season, but uh, he looks like he's in control even in the bad days, right, when he, he struggles. Like the last one, you know, the two walks he didn't like. But he's giving us a chance to win the game and going deep into the games, which is more important. I think we're here in 2020, but, you know, that trade
3: that they made, how important is it to you have know, a senior guy like that you know, makes-
4: I don't know. I, I really don't know much about what they did in uh, Pawtucket at that time. I just, you know, we faced him, I think, at one point in 19, if I'm not mistaken, and his stuff was really good. So uh, I don't know if his change of scenery or, or him growing up. Um, maybe. We'll be pitching it this way in Philly right now, but sometimes you got to be patient. But, um, you know, um, the organization pulled the trigger, and uh, they saw potential, right? And um, at that point, the Phillies needed some relievers, and, you know, um, it happened, and, and, you know, this guy's really good. He keeps learning. He keeps understanding that he has to work, and he's... You know, I saw his. Well, actually, I was watching Paxton's bullpen, and it just happened that he was throwing his the other day. And the way he goes about it is is impressive. You know, he it, it tries to be perfect. He keeps working on his mechanics. You know, his release points, his slider. So, um, I mean, to get a pitcher like this, it's you know, it was a good one. It was a good trade. Uh yeah, Starter for tomorrow? Uh, not yet. We're not going to announce it yet, but uh, it's not going to be a bullpen day. Uh, yeah, sick, going through protocols. Uh, you know, we don't have the results yet, but uh, we'll see, you know, in a few hours or whenever we get the results or in an hour and see where we're at. Sorry, did you say it's not going to be a little day? No, no. Yeah. Uh, how impressed have you then, Russ obviously, the catch? Field. The athlete, right? Very athletic, sitting the ball hard, controlling the at-bats, which is very important. Um, you know, he The base hit, the first one, then that rocket to third base. The last one hit hard. The defense, the arm. Um, we, you know, we saw it in spring training. Obviously, you have to work with your roster and all that stuff, but we knew at one point he was going to be someone that, uh, he was going to be part of this. And, um, he can hit lefties. He, he gives you versatility in the outfield. Another athlete on the bench when he doesn't start. So, so far, so good. Call from mom.
0: Answer it
2: If your day sounds like. We need the report ASAP. You deserve Modelo
3: If you've persevered through. You deserve this rich golden lager with a crisp but refreshing taste.
2: Or if you overcame. Two more.
0: Reps, two more.
2: You deserve this ice cold reward. Modelo, the a fighter.
1: Trick responsibly, beer imported by Crownley Port, Chicago, Illinois.
3: Yeah, it, you have to be impressed with just taking care of the small things is how you get to a ten and two record over the over, over your last twelve games. Uh, only hot the only team hotter in, in baseball are the Yankees, but in a couple of minutes, I am going to tell you how that is going to become probably a very sour pill in their mouth if this Red Sox team continues to do what they're doing. And, and here is what's crazy: over the last two weeks, the last twelve games. We're not talking about a Red Sox team that's just been hitting the ball off the cover. 2.32 batting average, 50 runs, 9 homers up until tonight. Of course, there's a couple more. 50 RBIs. Last two weeks. That's the hitting. Pitching. Opponents, 2.07 batting average. 27 runs. This is why I say, like, I don't know what Alex Corr is putting in their Cornflakes. Or what have you. But if you told me that this team would 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 have a run where they could slow down other teams' bats, I would say, no, the way it works is the Red Sox have to outbat whoever they're doing because of the pitching. And these guys are picking up the slack. Now I'm I'm gonna say something a little off. Maybe it isn't that off. But sometimes when you see things like that, that's maybe sometimes when Chris Sale shows up and says, hey, guys, I'm in the trenches with you. Like, yeah, because nobody's screaming, we need you. You know, last year it was kind of like, hey, let's see what we can get in here and do that we saw. And it wasn't the worst in the world, but it wasn't what was expected or what's paid for. And so now you're saying, hmm, maybe if Heimblum knows what he needs to do sooner, Instead of later, and know it's virtually the same thing, arms, all arms on deck, that maybe now there is going to be this move towards handling things instead of waiting for Chris Sale to come back and potentially overthrow him or he underthrows. They always say it's always good that you can, an act of forgiveness. And the way the Red Sox have turned this thing around, it has to ring a bell, ling-a-ling-a-ling, ling, ling, when i Bloom that said, you know what? I might have a second chance to right this ship and can do something amazing, especially to the Yankees. I'll tell you about that here in a second. Uh, let's go to Nathan and Haverhill. Um, Maybe thinking Chris Sale as a bargaining chip? Thanks for calling WEEI. You're on the air. Hi, thanks for
0: taking my call. You got it. Um, so they moved Garrett Woodlock to starter, correct? Yes. What are your thoughts on Chris Sale coming back as a relief pitcher, maybe
3: even a closer? But when you still have it, we have that price tag. You've got to say, okay, if we've paid this price for this guy to give us five, six innings, seven innings, well, when he was healthy, really you'd say seven, eight, get us to just you know a two-man game. But now where you say, okay, if you're expecting seven innings out of Chris Sale, that's not true. But do you want to have a 30 million dollar reliever now? The other argument to that is, you know, this is the last year of that deal and you could pretty much do what you want to do with him. So, yes, in a sense I could see if if you feel he's going to be the most effective getting his first nine batters out and you move that to the end of the game, then absolutely. But if it means that hey, he needs to be a fifth starter, maybe even a fourth starter, we don't know what what what, what nasty Nate's going to look like when he comes off of it. anytime you go in the IR, you know, you just don't know, you're not the same and you, it's going to take a little bit of time to see that. So I think you still have to have in your mind that Chris Sale is going to go out there and give you at least five, but if these other guys are coming along, like you said, Whitlock, and and the way has really been stepping up and really slowing down the game for himself, then yeah. yeah. I, it, it then becomes all hands on deck. Like, okay, we just need you to win these three innings for us to win the game. So yes, I can see it if these guys come along, no, if he still needed to throw five to seven innings. Nate, thanks so much for the call, bro. Yeah. Yeah, that's the, you know, it's like my favorite Clash song. Should I stay or should I go? That's what it is with Chris Sale. Should he go five or should he go five batters? And that's going to be tough because obviously, you know, I mean, he's the, he's, the, he's the watermark for even, you know, potential negotiations that are going on for other players right now. But the good thing, though, is Chris Sale would not be adverse to either one. If, he, if you say, I need you to get five outs, he's going to get in there and get five outs for you. I need to give you five. We need five innings from you. He's going to give that to you. I guess my only concern would be is, as you get into the four and one-third inning of those five innings, where is the game? Is it close? Or, or is the team cruising? or Have the bats... Are they starting to wake up? Are they being stifled? And I think that's going to be the telltale with Chris Sale. Is I didn't mean to rhyme there. Is that what does the game look like after four or five innings? Is he up three nothing? Yeah, go a couple more innings. Let's go. Let's see what happens until maybe something goes wrong. And if something goes wrong, it's only one run. But if it's a two one game, you just don't want the gates to be broken open. And then guess what you have to turn to? Ta da. The bullpen, right? 617 779 The text line 37937. KJ here, Red Sox review. So there's a, I, I checked out something because now the conversation is starting about like, okay, if, if the playoffs started today, how would the wild card and who would be in what positions and who gets the buys and so forth. This is where I say the Red Sox need to just continue to be themselves. You're not going to win the AL East. That, let's just let you know. Let's just go ahead and say it. It's like Ricky Bobby. If you're not first, you're you know you're you're the first last. Now that's that's a little extreme, but just continue to play the ball that you are because if you're an eighth seed or if you're the final seed or the lowest seed, and your opening your opening match maybe say against your opening round maybe against Minnesota, when things were going bad, you were able to pull a split with Minnesota at a time where. Uh, the, the Sox were not splitting with anybody. They were losing series upon series. So Minnesota is not somebody that you, you saw them when you were at your worst, and now you're much better. That's not the worst thing in the world. So if you take out Minnesota, you get the Yankees. And if you ask me, in a series where you just had to bang bats for bats, why couldn't the Red Sox hang? It would be the shocker of the shocker. It would it would be, we don't need to have seven teams. It's not fair to... Well, you got to buy. And wouldn't you love to see this Red Sox team that was in a hole show up and knock out the Yankees as the Yankees are starting their postseason once again? <laughs> We've seen that movie before. And even, again, like I said, when things were horrible, the Red Sox didn't look horrible against the Yankees at the beginning of the season. So, again, this team is set up where it's allowing Trevor Story to figure out his bearings with the bat, and that's still coming along. Bobby Dahlbeck is now getting his head above water where you're seeing that the guy isn't completely drowning. And I'll be the first one to tell you, I was thinking that the guy was overwhelmed. The time will still tell, but when I see hard contact on the ball and not looking foolish at the plate as much, That helps. Then you've got other guys who are just doing what they do. Rafi, Xander, they're like, yeah, what's uh, J.D.? I mean, what, a bomb to dead center? So these guys are making solid contact, and it's just a matter of who else comes along for the ride as time goes on. You know, even Vasquez, I mean, I mean Vasquez has turned around where you say, okay, there's something solid back there. That's consistent that we've said about Christian Vasquez over the last couple of years, but you know, more recently is just you know, there's like, oh, that it was it was the best of the worst bats, and Franchi's starting to figure things out, but it's not as looking as bad as it was. So, it, it, and everything's going, even in the corrective measures that's happening with the team, there's nothing that's such a blaring uh, concern that can't you know get better with time. As the season goes on, the thing is the Sox have to jump over everybody, all over everybody for these remaining games, including Oakland. Like you, you, you've got to say to yourself, we're committed to sweeping the Oakland A's again. That's what you got to do. St. Louis comes in here. You know, there's going to be a little bit of, uh, yeah, you're going to have some St. Louis people sprinkled in and "Ah, that's at Fenway and it's a first place team and, Alex Paul so get the DH, and, you know, it's going to be an interesting series. But if you walk away with a split, you're okay. But then you got Detroit coming in, and you're like, okay, you got to hammer that. And then hit the road at Cleveland, then Toronto, and then at the Cubs. And then start just what is an absolutely brutal July. Tampa, New York, Tampa, New York, Toronto. That's between July 4th and July 24th. All those games, so you're not really going to get a true test or a litmus, or really a measurement on just how good this Red Sox team is, because they're just now really facing division foes. You know, starting Independence Day. Now, the good thing is Toronto, uh, Tampa and New York start you off at home, and then you go on the road to Tampa, and on the road to New York towards the middle of next month. Crush the opponents you need to crush now. Allow Trevor Story to sneak in there, go maybe two for five. When you you know, when you start beating up teams, you get more bats. (laughs) You know, let them go two for five one day, you know, maybe a three for six day, you know. Those things have to happen for him because once you get to to the Rays and to the Yankees and to Toronto. And those guys are all sitting in front of you. I, I don't. I, I can't think of the last time that you've seen virtually four out of the five teams in a division where the fourth team potentially could be the one that f- advances the furthest in the playoffs, right? Because usually it's kind of like okay, uh... but you know, if the playoffs started now, and this is what's beneficial to the Red Sox is, hey, Tampa and Toronto would play each other. So, like, go ahead, beat beat each other up all you want. Wear yourselves out. We'll go ahead and take the Yankees, sleeping, resting. The Sox put themselves in an advantageous position to really make a lot of noise towards the end of the season. But these next couple of weeks, I feel like Nostradamus when I come here. Like, the last time I did Red Sox review, it was uh, right when the Sox had just lost to Baltimore and they were going into that two-game series with Cincinnati. I said, uh, Red Sox better get to 500 by the weekend, and they did it. Now, Red Sox need to beat up everybody getting into July. Because if you find yourself losing series to Toronto and losing them to New York, then suddenly this month will go to waste. 617 779 7 text line 37937. Sox win 6-1 over Oakland, can I be honest, what I saw with uh, Oakland looked like the Bad News Bears. And like at the beginning of the movie, not the end of the movie, the Bad News Bears. And of course, you know the story of Joe Madden on his way out when he got fired from the from the uh from the Angels. Uh, just going off on the analytics people, even though he's like an analytics guy. Like, hey, you can't bite the that's literally biting the hand that feeds you. But sometimes this is a great case with the Red Sox. You could have gone with analytics and gotten rid of Alex Cora. At game twenty-five, because the way they're getting rid of managers now it's kind of like, okay, who's pus- who's Richie Rich pushing the button? You know, like the little kid who's the, the, the owner's kid. But Joe Madden was one of those guys who you like. Look, you you have you have Otani, you have Renton, you have Mike Trout, and you there's no way you go on a twelve game losing streak. No way, unless there's something inside the locker room. On the other hand, when you're the Red Sox and you start the season off 10 and 19, you say, hey, wait a minute. The saving grace might be the person who's in charge of the locker room. That's not, that's not anything analytics can tell you. Analytics can't tell you how a manager talks to a player who's down on some things that might be personal, that's bleeding into the professional, that they're doing everything they can. They might be hearing things in the organization. All that, stu- that stuff cannot be mathematically equated onto a sheet. And this is why it's important to have guys. Uh Dusty Baker, I put in that in that in that realm as well. As sometimes you need a manager who is going to be your concierge. I I I just need to talk to you about something. Yeah, it doesn't let's talk to baseball. Let's talk life. Yeah, analytics department's not gonna do that with you. All right. Are we ready for John? John is holding on the line here at 617 six one seven 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 nine seven ninety-three seven. John. Go ahead. We'll get your thoughts here on the Red Sox. Hello, John. You're on the air.
0: Hey, how's it going?
3: Good, John. Go ahead.
0: So, I heard you talking about Oakland and how pathetic they look. And, and you know, my question's basically, you know, obviously I know all the
2: teams. they got the profit sharing, everybody. Do they all get an equal cut? Does
3: Oakland get what the Yankees <laughs> get or the Dodgers
2: get? No, no, if they no. Do, yeah, then would you? I would sue. <laughs> if I was the Yankees, I'd sue the Pirates or I'd sue, you know, Oakland.
3: It's bad to. It's but hard to watch
2: as it nonsense it's their MLB roster.
3: Yeah, I mean, it's a, it's, it's a, it's a fleecing. I, I think John, thanks for the call. And I, here's maybe about two or three months ago, I had pointed out during the strike. How some of the worst teams in baseball that the ownership and ownership could do whatever they want or be whatever they want to be. But I think, I think it was the A's that I mentioned that they are owned by the son of a famous clothing company. I like that doesn't smell baseball, it just smells like business sheet. And, and, and this has been part of the issues in baseball. Like, you know, why, if I'm the Yankees, why would I be happy to put out a $200, $300 million product when literally other teams in Major League Baseball are putting out, like, JV+. Plus, Like, you're literally seeing, like, to me, and this is the... I know, KJ, you didn't play the game, but guess what? If you have a son or child or daughter or you're born from one, I would bet that your family didn't do the movies to get you here. Some of these teams are really double-A teams with Major League logos on them. Oakland, Pittsburgh. I mean, you've got teams like Detroit slowly starting to get there. Cincinnati. I'm surprised they just don't go back to just a basic C. Like you save money on print. (laughs) Basic C, no last names on the jersey. Enjoy your stripes, son. And that was the concern that some of the fan base had early on and that I had early on regarding the Red Sox. Like, look. This is a historic franchise that you just can't say, "Oh, whatever they're going to do is whatever going to do." No. Like first of all, like if you know it like imagine like it's the video for Michael Jackson's Beat It, right? And one gang member is the Yankees. You don't want to show up looking like the Pirates or the Oakland A's to that same fight and Beat It where Michael Jackson is trying to break it up and Ailey, Eddie Van Halen's going crazy on the guitar solo. You want to look decent, you want to look like you belong there. I'm glad the Red Sox have turned that around. But against Oakland, that's why I said, you know what, just just remind them that these that these players on that roster, and God bless Billy Bean, because if you're going to get on people who talk about sports, get on Billy Bean, a guy who had 300 plate appearances and couldn't hit a ball. But yet he's the godfather of analytics. And look, look what the Oakland A's are. Uh, one of the callers, Wally, early mentioned earlier about how he enjoyed watching Eck. And one of the quiz questions was, like, who was the last person that Eck got out? And though I didn't recall what the answer was in that 88 series, I was going to say, obviously Mike Greenwell, because Greenwell was already checked out. But the A's have been a historic franchise for years. Years. But yet there's a whole generation of kids who are thinking, oh, man, who are the A's? Like, I don't play with the A's when I play MLB The Show. (laughs) There's nobody, nobody has a, no one even has a vision of over 70. Ethan, do you play MLB The Show?
2: I do not, actually. I'm not going to be the show person.
3: Yeah, the trick on MLB The Show is the vision rating because no matter how many red squares you have filled in, if you can't see the ball, you're not going to make contact with the ball. Now, that's why I say the Red Sox have plenty of guys with great vision. And who can smash the ball? You know, look six one tonight. At least another six tomorrow. Possibly twenty runs, twenty five runs in this in this series, because you want to get yourself more at bats, especially for the guys like uh, JBJ for uh, Bobby Dahlback, uh, Trevor, uh, Trevor Story. You want these guys to be able to come to the plate five six times. To you know, to kind of get their workout in, you know, it's like the gym staying open just a little longer for you to get your reps in before you, you know, like eating, taking your Hulkamania vitamins. So yeah, look, I'm really thrilled that the Red Sox have turned things around at this point because it now faces Hein Bloom in the mirror facing himself about what you're going to do now. Last year, the team gave you a hot start and. And, and one set, you could be saying, well, why would we change anything if everything's going fine now? Well, hey, Exhibit A, start of this season. 10 and 19 to start. And they've turned it around in less than 30 more games. So now it's like, okay, what you going to do, huh? When we get to this trade deadline, we need to move pieces. You know, I mean, people have even kind of moved off of hey, you need to pay Raffy. Uh, well, because they know that, right? And everybody else is sitting around saying, you know what? He'll go to the Yankees if they
2: don't do anything.
3: Pay the man. So you've already known that, but immediately you've got a pitching staff that is impressing people over the last couple of weeks, doing nothing that you thought they could do and doing it well, but knowing that they cannot do it forever. Kind of like the argument from last year. It's KJ, late night starts at 11. Uh, we'll finish things up here with Red Sox review shortly. Um, we'll get into Celtics. We will get into what the Celtics did wrong, how they survived for game six. How did they get to game seven, if that's possible? That's coming up at 11. Here are my final thoughts on the Red Sox for tonight and moving forward. With a team like Oakland in town, you have to remind yourself, if you're the Sox and the organization, that you don't want to be them. Right? This is this is a team that Eck was the star of, MVP of, uh should have won a World Series in ninety, but lost what is one of the most dominating franchises over a twenty year period, give or take some down years, which Major League Baseball teams are going to have. But look where they are now. Even Bradfoe joked about the kind of sodas they provided in the press box for the press. Did you see that picture, Ethan, on Twitter? I did. Yeah. he. It, w- w- I, I didn't even know that company made sodas anymore. You know, that's one of those things like, you know, back chat. But do you want to be them? Right? Because Oakland's whole MO was we could do it on the cheap. And guess what? Now there's nobody who even wants to do it with them. KJ Late Night starts next here on WEEI. Thanks for checking out Red Sox Review.
2: T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today.